Welcome to the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast, a radio show to help you start and grow your custom apparel and promotional goods business. Get ready to soak up some knowledge with the Custom Apparel Startups crew. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Custom Apparel Startups Podcast. My name is Mark Vila, and today we're here to talk about diversifying your business with Hollywood. And um, the reason for this podcast today and the inspiration behind it is when you're growing your customization business, you know, we talk about things like finding a niche. We talk about, um, you know, what kind of customer should you focus on? You know, it could be new moms or tourists or small businesses. Um, And when you find, you eventually find yourself getting to points where it's harder to grow, it's harder to expand. um, And a little bit of uh, fear of kind of where to start too. So we brought in Hollywood, who's an expert on helping people start and grow their businesses. So uh, I'll give you a brief introduction, Holly. Um, Holly, has been kind of a, a crafter, kind of side hustle type of a business for over a decade now. And then been with, uh, works over here at Coldesi and been with Coldesi about uh, six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And then um, is recently the product manager of uh, things like embroidery, white toner printers, and some other products mm-hmm. as well. How did I hit that? That's good. Okay. Because the first time we recorded this podcast, I got it wrong. No, it's all right. <laughs> so this is take two. Take two. <laughs> uh, the first time we had huge technical difficulty, but I think that's at the benefit of you, the listener out there, because um, we've gone through this before. We've talked it through, and we realized some some things that we missed as well. So some really great information coming. And um, let's go ahead and kind of talk about, you know, when you were doing your research on this podcast, Holly, um, you know, talk a little bit about what we mean by diversifying your business. Well, there was a couple of different ways of diversion and maybe we can do like the four different or five different types. Sorry. And then we can kind of go back and define each one. Okay. Would you like yeah, that? That sounds good. So the, the different types would be like product diversion, uh, market diversion, industry diversion, I'm saying diversion. You're just saying diversion. What it's word do you want to say? Diversification. Instead? Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So we're saying so. Well, product diversification, <laughs> yeah. market diversification, diversification, industry diversification, service diversification, and then like maybe a merger or an, okay. an acquisition. Okay, and and the reason that somebody would want to do these things is really going to be because you. You've started your business, right? And and this could be if you haven't started your business yet, this is something you, that you should keep in mind. And Or if you're already in business, then this is huge for you. But you started your business and you're working in, in some sort of a sector with some sort of a customer, right? Because right? you talk to folks all the time and they'll say stuff like, um, you know, I'm a member of a local mom's group and I want to do stuff with like bibs and custom bags and things that go on strollers. And they have this great audience and they're busy and they kind of start they start making a good amount of money and then you reach you typically will reach a plateau in that market you say listen like i've kind of feel like i've reached as sold as much as i'm going to sell to these mom groups and their Mm -hmm. friends and their friends are friends and i have to figure out how to grow the business right and then that's why you kind of get into diversifying your business so right because you might want to pick up other customers but you don't want to lose the customers that you already have mm-hmm. all that is to keep us more stable right 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 <laughs> right and and that's kind of part of this too is part of it is growth 
uh, because you, you'd like to make more money, mm -hmm. right? You'd like to grow your business. You would like to have new technology um, in your business. Uh, and part of it's stability, too. You find that um, you do wedding type of stuff, and it's crazy busy this time of the year that when we're, when we're uh, filming this right now, it's wedding season. Mm -hmm. Come uh, a few months from now, wedding season's really slow. Right. right. So then your business would be slow during that point in time. So diversifying can Speaking help. Speaking of, congratulations right. on yours. <laughs> oh, thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. Just a, just been a few weeks now. I know. Yeah. Fresh. Yeah. No, but I agree with you. Like there's different times, like sports seasons, and then we're getting into maybe the holiday season or whatever. Mm. But maybe, the, I mean, you have different products, which is a really nice that brings us right into that Okay. Um, for the product. And I feel like that's maybe one of the easiest things to do mm -hmm. is maybe you are already... Um, selling clothing, but you want to expand into like home goods or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, so just it's along the same lines of that same customer base, but we're just going to offer more things for that. Right. Offer more things. And this is something that you see um, all the time in day-to-day -day life if you buy products from certain companies, right? So um, if you buy, if somebody buys like skincare products for a company, they're, they're going to have a new product line come up consistently right. right they have a face cream they're going to come up with an elbow cream right mm -hmm. i mean they've got they, they just add things yeah. down the line um and it's why their favorite coffee shop might start um selling food at some point in time mm -hmm. it's why your favorite donut shop might sell you know might start selling bagels right um so you diversify your products and then your current customer base may just buy more stuff right or they buy stuff as the season changes or whatever that might be yeah, right it might be as easy as they're, they're already asking for it Right. Oh, oh you, I'm a coffee shop. You want bagels? I'll start carrying bagels. You yeah. want ice cream? I'll start carrying ice cream. Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. And um, and kind of an example um, to consider in this would be, you know, if you are um, if you currently are just selling T-shirts, that's mainly what you're selling, and and you have you know you have a group of customers that would like they could potentially want more products. So um, we and we could talk about you know how to do research and things like that later on but more so it would be well offer hats offer sign signs offer stickers you know you can offer all these other things that go to the same customers and the cool um, part is most of your equipment whether that's embroidery white toner printer direct to film a lot of those are already equipped to do lots of other things yeah you just have to get the right product for yeah, your customer. Right, and just learn either learn how to do it or whatever that might right. be. So it's out there. So um, now we can move into the next one, which you said was market, market diversification. diversification. And that would be like, if I'm a local business, say, it would be selling to a different market. So maybe I take my market and I mm -hmm. start selling it online, or maybe I go to another location across town. So basically just opening up my business to a different sector of the market right so sense. and and kind of when we're speaking about market in this sense we're talking about um either a physical or a virtual place correct so if you're selling on etsy you should maybe talk about uh, cre think about creating a facebook group that you can sell mm -hmm. on facebook um if you're selling um just in a particular area of town and maybe you have a handful of schools you work with or a handful of clubs you work with expand to a, a different area of town or even online because online's huge right you know, if you have a successful store why aren't you selling online mm -hmm. i mean i know there's some things that you have to get set up in the background but man it's a huge opportunity you're right you're, People already like your stuff. Yeah, so you already you already have customers, mm -hmm. um, and it's potential that your customers may not always um, be able to come to your store, or they want to refer to, 
further their friends or family that may be out of town. So so going from uh, from in person to virtual could be a market diversification mm-hmm. too. Uh, and I think that um, uh, from the simplest standpoint, a good portion of people are selling. Uh, small businesses, they're usually selling within a certain set of kind of zip codes or cities mm-hmm. or right. even within just one zip code. And a simple way is really just to figure out how can you get one step further out? How can you get either into the next city or the next uh, the next area of town here in Tampa Bay where we are? There's you know dozens and dozens of little areas of town. Right there's like Carrollwood mm-hmm. and um and what 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 do we call this area of town where we are? Do you, do you I know what? I usually say South Tampa. Yeah, South Tampa, but even South Tampa we has like a bunch of little areas. Yeah, in it. So well, neighborhoods. neighborhoods, neighborhoods within neighborhoods, and um, so you may be just selling within a couple of neighborhoods, and it could be that you live in the suburbs, and uh, these are very you know named communities. So if you're selling to a lot of people in one community, you could look to expand to another, uh, reach out to um, you know join clubs in those areas, reach out to friends in those areas, advertise. Mm-hmm. You could advertise in in either local print um, or just update your uh, Facebook page or Google business profile and name the different areas. So here in Tampa, we have like um, Carrollwood and Town and & Country and South Tampa as different West areas. Chase, West yeah. Chase. These are South all in Tampa, Tampa yeah. but they're little neighborhoods within Tampa that have you know, each one, I don't know, probably has a million people in it or something. Yeah. You know, they're but actually But they kind of stay in your neighborhood, though, yeah. because those three miles to get outside of it may take you 15 to 20 minutes to drive. So maybe there's other markets like that. that yeah, you know, that are actually really kind of stay kinda close there. by. Mm-hmm. So um, you update your profile and list neighborhoods that you want to expand to. Uh, because this way, when folks go to search online, they'll find you. Uh, and also, you can attend events, join clubs within those neighborhoods as well. Um, okay, so we've got product diversification and market diversification, and, and what's next on our list? Next one is industry, and I think the way we best described this last week was, say you are marketing to a, a type of person that would like the same product. So say we're already working with lawyers, and we have an embroidery machine, and we do, mm-hmm. we're doing their left chests and logos, but why not, why not start servicing uh, doctors too? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of those uniforms, the things that they like, the hats, the you know, embroidery, a lot of those things are the same, but they're in different industries. Right. And I, uh, on the custom apparel startups, um, I believe it was the last episode or the one before Sarah Isom was on here and we talked about, uh, we talked about some things within marketing. And one of the examples we used was somebody could be selling to doctor office, dentist office, and also like golf clubs like golf organizations and the how this works with kind of the industry diversification is these are you know three different industries doctor and dentist could be considered considered like very very close mm-hmm. they both wear white coats and, and people wear and scrubs and, mm-hmm. right and and having uh, embroidered names or printed names or logos is, is typically important it gives some authority when when you see uh, your doctor or dentist come in mm-hmm. and it says their name or their company logo um, it, it makes patients feel comfortable very classy um, but at the same time the golf could be golf clubs uh, and organizations could be very very related to that you're probably dealing with a very similar type of person because you know doctor dentist um, they're going to 
typically dress nice. Golf they might is, play golf. They might play golf. <laughs> they may, may very well may play yeah. golf. And in addition to that, it's something that golf is known. When you play basketball, you wear shorts and a t-shirt, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's so that would be a great market if you're going to sell shorts and t-shirts. Right. But if you're selling uh, button-ups and... Uh, golf shirts, polo shirts, you know, things like that. Those are going to be the same things that doctors and dentists wear. So it's a very similar product you're making for a different industry that's very, very related. So I'd encourage you to look at who, what your customer base looks like now. Another great example would be dance and cheer. Like, yeah, dance dance, and cheer, cheer, ice Ice skating. skating, Um, I forgot we had another one too. Um, but just Uh, kind of like the same, like, same concept. Yeah, they're, they're very, very similar to each other. So look at the industry that you work in now. And and many folks will say, well, I don't work in one industry. I work in a bunch of different little industries, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would look at uh, some of your big customers, or if you have two or three big customers that are in one industry, like you said, dance. Maybe there's a few dance studios that you make bags for and T-shirts for the mm-hmm. parents and some other things like that. Well, you could say, I have three customers that are like this. I wonder if I can find three more customers uh, in a different industry. Right. So maybe ice skating. You know, you can just ice ice skating is easy because they are all go to very specific places, just like dance studios are very specific Mm -hmm. places. And you can go there and say, hey, here's stuff that I make for a local dance. I can do similarly for ice skating. You're probably you know? doing parent gear too with yeah. with the kids. Kind of all it's kind of the same concept. Yeah. So it's different. It's it's maybe different, you know, in the in the dance maybe they don't want anything warm, but in ice skating they do. Mm-hmm. So you'll adjust the type of apparel, but the decorating, the style, and just the fact that, you know, um, you know, dance and skate moms are just willing to spend a ton of money on their kids' apparel. Uh-huh. So <laughs> so keep it going. Um, okay, great. So um, what's the next one that you've got there? Uh, service diversification. So um, say you offer like finished products, but now you want to start maybe a training class or where people pay you for mm-hmm. training or some of our other examples where maybe we had a bakery where people come in, but then we start offering delivery service. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember some of you our had other mentioned about You had mentioned about, was it your husband started doing or was thinking yeah, about doing Yeah, so my husband... He's a mortgage broker. He owns uh-huh. his own um, mortgage company, and he goes out and teaches a. He specializes in renovation financing, so he teaches um, his program to the realtors associations. So I would like for him to capitalize that and try to put that into a class where he can put it online and people can pay for it. Right. But he also does mortgages, so that would that's him diversifying. Mm-hmm. Basically, not having all your eggs in one basket. Right? Yeah, and and he's offering a certain and and, and you know, one could say that you know selling a mortgage is offering a service, mm-hmm. right? But um, but separate from that, you know, there is a a good that's being given at the end right like money or mm-hmm. house right yeah. um that that is part of that transaction and um the service side of it is actually just the knowledge that he's training that, the realtors on how to help mm-hmm. them serve the program so uh, i think that if you're in the customization business where you do t-shirts or signs or anything like that one of the ways you can use your knowledge is through you know brand consulting right that's that's one you know so uh what I see often here, oh, right? Yeah, the I, I logos. Look at, yeah, I look at like support <laughs> so tickets, and I look at what comes through in um, Coldesi Graphics, which is our graphics department, where you can order custom graphics. So many times, I mean, I'll just frankly, I will see like terrible logos 
that um, they're just they're very very outdated. They don't look nice. They don't make sense. They're hard to read. You know, and you as the as the customization business owner, you know, should recognize that if you're if you're skilled, right? You would recognize, gosh, this logo just isn't nice. You can offer it as a service to do some brand identity improvements for your customers. So say, hey, you know, I can take your logo and I can put it on a shirt for you. I'm happy to do it. It's going to cost you X amount of dollars a piece. Um, however, I do offer a level up service if you really want to kick it up a notch. And you can show examples of others that you've done before and after. You know, this is a shirt before and after that it did for another customer. And say, you know, so I offer a package. It's whatever amount of dollars, $500, $1,000, whatever you think it's it's worth for the time. And we'll go through and we'll look at all of your logos. We'll look at your colors and we're going to redefine your brand, come up with a new logo, new branding concept. And even included that, you can offer other services and design, um, you know, letterhead, um, mm -hmm. envelopes, thank you cards, business cards. These are all things you could do. And you don't necessarily have to, to own do the equipment. It, or you don't even have to do do it either. Like places like Cold SC Graphics, we've got tons of logos made there. Yeah. So you could have someone else do it, but kind of pass through. Right. But, you, so it looks, you look like a rock star, but you yeah. didn't actually do it. <laughs> you're just offering the service. Right. Right. So you're offering the service of your expertise of being somebody <clears throat> who knows about customizing things and how things should look great. And you use a service like Coldesi Graphics. You use um, services like um, print online print services to actually order mm -hmm. anything printed. Like if you want to get them pens or, or, or envelopes or something to that effect. And this whole package that you offer them, you can include finished goods or you're j it's just the consulting side of it. And there are, there are just so many businesses out there that are going to come to you with a bad graphic or a bad logo that you can actually offer, offer a service. They just don't know any better. They don't know any better or they don't think about it. Yeah, right? Because somebody did this for them 20 years ago and they just, you know, that's all they've been using and they don't realize that it's outdated and they yeah. could, you know. Yeah, and it, it, I could, you know. Mortgage companies, plumbers, electricians, mm -hmm. landscaping, you know, da even dance studios and yeah. things like that. If they don't spend some time kind of updating their branding and pick any, if you want to try to sell this to your customers a little bit, pick any major brand that they can think of. I mean, name, say, name the first brand that pops in the top of your head, right? And Doritos is one for Dor me. <laughs> Doritos, right? Google Doritos logos They're, over time. Back in the 80s, our, our logos different, remember? Yeah, it was yeah, just ab absolutely. orange and yellow. And uh, I, I was thinking of um, Coca-Cola was one. Mm -hmm. They've had tons. Um, I mean, every brand from from Pizza Hut, and Marlboro, cigarettes, you know, I mean, yeah. every single major brand um, will have logo changes over time. And that's to stay modern, to stay fresh and let their customers know, hey, you know, we're still the same company we've been, but we're also evolving mm -hmm. to be better and be with modern times. So um, there's plenty of research you can do on how to sell that. Um, one more service I just wanted to mention is uh, if you do something like um, printing signs or graphics or anything like that, um, you oh, can offer the service of of helping them design their space. Or installing. And we talked installing. about that too. That's a great yeah. thing. Hey, I, I made this for you. I made this car wrap for you. I can also install it. Right. So, so, so some businesses will just, like a friend of mine has a business and he just prints the signs. And he does a lot of um, photos that, that go on, photos that go on walls in, that's big and, and it's hard to install. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes. And he just sells the product, right? He sells it and these places have a facilities person 
that will install it and he just provides that and they figure out how to install it which is fine uh, but an additional level up on his service would be hey what i can do is i can help you design it service that you pay for mm-hmm. make it the physical product you sell secondary service do the installation for you so you have two options you know, or three options even you know um it's a hundred bucks for the sign it's you know uh a hundred bucks for the consultation and then we'll pick the signs and we'll figure out how many you mm-hmm. want and then there's upsell opportunities and then you know the installation would be this and you can offer your customers potentially three packages you know the 200 500 900 for the three in some packages. cases i would think the installation would even be the most expensive because it's labor yeah you know? absolutely and and again these are all things you don't necessarily have to do yourself right you know you can have you can find somebody who's good at doing that stuff a contractor that you can pay and and of course mark up um okay great so we have one more which I, this one is i find to be the most interesting um so tell us about this just, last one just merge or acquire another business so we had chatted about um, maybe you have a business and you either look at a business that maybe about to go out of business or, or retire. Let's say mm-hmm. they're going to retire mm-hmm. and you may want to scoop them up. Maybe they offer the same products as you or they may offer different products, but both of you are strong and you can come together to to um, diversify yourself. Yeah. And that is, um, I think that's the best opportunity for a small business owner to really fast jump up potentially gain equipment, customer base, reputation, mm-hmm. all of these things. So when we uh, did it here at Coldesi, yeah. I think it's a great example of Belquette. You know, mm-hmm. they are amazing engineers mm-hmm. but weren't so good at the sales and marketing side. And we are excellent in our platforms across the internet and we're able to reach a lot of people. So when we came together, it was like the best of both worlds. Yeah, absolutely. And and the so that was a great one of merging where mm-hmm. the folks at Belkett Technologies they had made direct to garment printers mm-hmm. before that were just cutting edge and um and we were we were a company that was great at selling and training and supporting right. products and 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 the owners of that company really just wanted to engineer. That's what they loved. So now they didn't they, like that part of it. Yeah, they didn't <laughs> like that as much. That wasn't their favorite thing to do. Their favorite thing to do was engineering and building and designing. So now they're here at Coldesi, you know, engineering things like the vacuum platen for the G4 direct to garment printer, you know, just industry changing technology. Mm-hmm. So um, an example, so a couple of quick examples of that would be you mentioned somebody retiring. So what I would say is um, in your area, if there are similar businesses that yours as yours that have been around for a really long time, um, I would probably want to meet those folks. And if you walk in there and it's a couple old timers that run, you know, a print shop, and you just say, "Hey, you know, I've got an embroidery business. I've, I'm, uh, you know, I'm kind of a startup, but I've been growing, and um, you know, I don't know if we could if we could ever partner together, or if you guys have any sort of retirement plan or mm-hmm. anything like that. But I'd be just open to the conversation of what if in the future maybe you know something could happen with it with this relationship where potentially they could sell you the business or you know what it'd be great we would love to retire but not give up the business yet um what if you did all the work you know mm-hmm. and 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 we worked out some sort of an arrangement where you know we still get some money and um, a friend of mine did that with a roofing industry he didn't have the cash in the bank to buy 
a business and he wasn't going to take out a loan of that size to buy a business, but he made a deal with the owner of this company and just over the course of time, they worked on a payment plan and they came to an arrangement that they were both happy and now um, that was, uh, gosh, that was 10 or 15 years and he ago. Was, he was going to retire eventually. So yeah, and that guy's now retired. He's and he fully has the retired and, yeah. and, and my friend owns the business. And it was just it was just a conversation. The guy said, I'm thinking about closing this business one day. And he said, well, what if I could buy it somehow? I don't have any money, though. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and but I mean, that's a conversation that you have. Um, so a look to potentially merge with businesses that are local that um, they don't offer embroidery or you do. They, or maybe a sign business across town. That in, they they're getting requests for other types of printing and you're getting requests for a lot of signage maybe find that person could be a young business that you just yep. maybe want to merge with and merge your strengths yeah merge your strengths together and and also they may find that um you know they do signs and trophies and it's their business has been slowing down oh online's been killing us you know business has been slow um and you could say listen i do i'm doing t-shirts and i can't keep up I'm wondering if there's some sort of partnership we could build together and that could really grow your business. You can help each other. Now, all of a sudden, you're selling these signs and awards to your T-shirt customers Mm -hmm. because you're doing T-shirts for the dance, as an example. And then they like to give out some sort of awards to all the kids. But as you mentioned earlier, it could be cyclical. So the signs and awards may pick up at a different time of of, of of the year where... Your t-shirts may hit a different time as well. Yeah, that's that's all great. But all yeah. that gains more customers for each. Yep, yep. And now we've got um, maybe about five more minutes that we're going to put into the podcast. So I'd like to kind of just talk about real quick the steps to diversifying mm-hmm. your business. So we can kind of spend a minute on each. And then if you go to customapparelstartups.com and you find this episode on how to diversify your business with Hollywood, then uh, you'll you, you'll read a little bit more that we'll put in there. Um, so what are the, the four steps that you <laughs> outlined for us? I have uh, do your research, assess your risk, audit your resources, and then plan. Okay. So under research, my notes here are just a few questions like, have your have your customers suggested diversifying? Are they asking for more products or services? What can you do better than your com- competitors in a current or new market? And what type of diversification would suit your business? Okay. So yeah, that's excellent. Um, what I, So what I love are the first one you said, have your customers suggested something? Mm-hmm. You should sell hats. You know. Why don't you sell hats now? I mean, it could be various reasons. You don't you don't know how to do it. You don't have the equipment. You tried before and failed. But if your customers are asking you to diversify, like, hey, we want hats too, you've got an opportunity. So jump on it. Learn right. how to do it. Purchase a hat heat press. You know, figure out how to get it done on your embroidery machine if you haven't done it before. Um, but listen to your customers mm-hmm. because they will ask you for what, to, to, uh, what they want you to Correct. diversify in. Um, and then the other is... Um, Similarly, is you can just ask them. You can survey, do an email survey. Yeah, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, after a sale, say, "Hey, what other products might you buy?" And just, I'm just, I'm just a fan of just being straight up honest about it. Just, hey, I'm thinking about diversifying my business. Not sure what else I want to bring on next. I've got a handful of ideas. Um, could you just take this on this piece of paper? Just check the ones you might be interested. If I offer it in the future, mm-hmm. and and then if you can get. 20 people to fill that out and you look at it and you're like, gosh, 17 of these people said hats. I mean, you've got it. I need to figure that right? out. 
Um, so, and then, um, and then I think you, you also said, um, what, you know, diversification suits your business. Yeah. That's a great one too. You know, um, if you do shirts, hats obviously seems to go well Mm -hmm. together with that. Um, I don't know if I would go from shirts to awards, right? It, it, it might not unless, of course, you're in some sort of industry where shirts and awards like are, did, are together like a said, lot. Yeah, like. yeah. So, um, so fi- just figure out and, and just kind of do your research by asking your customers, looking at your customer base, surveying people, and figure out what else just seems to go well with your customer base. Um, now, you said assessing your risks, which kind of led goes right into what you said about maybe you don't want to go into trophies. You know, um, well, because diversifying can help generate your sales and increase increase your market. But you have to find the balance of that new market or diversification mm-hmm. and not losing focus on what we're already doing good. Right. So you have to be careful with that. Um, and then it may carry less risk, as we said, um, you know, just doing product like T-shirts, and then we're going to mm-hmm. go to hats or something like that versus going to a whole nother sector of like awards and or signs or something that's completely different. So right. it, you just have to figure out what is the best risk, like you said. Maybe what people are asking for or yeah, what, what people need, are asking what the need for is. is super low risk. If you have a white toner printer and you're not doing anything with hard surfaces like you know mugs or, or ceramic or, or uh, glass metal signs, um, it's pretty low risk to right. get some paper that does that, 100 bucks or so, um, get some product, you know, some wooden signs that are blanks and make some for your customers, you know, if that fits your, your market. And uh, it's just reasonably low risk compared to, you know, immediately jumping into a new new piece of technology or trying or to get equipment. into a market that's significantly different mm-hmm. than what you do. That's much higher risk, not only in the amount of money you'll invest, but in time, effort, percentage of failure. Um, if you have current customers and you just kind of try something new that they might buy, very low risk. You ask a bunch of people, you try to sell it, it works, you made money, it doesn't work, you don't do it anymore and you're not out that right. much. Right, it's just something that didn't work. Uh, and and then you said audit your resources, which... Um, that uh, one's pretty easy. Yeah. What do you have now and what do you need to invest? Like, yeah. do I need to borrow money or do I have enough in the bank or am I just adding a simple hat press to make hats, mm-hmm. you know, and I already have it? That's... And, and and the re- the resources would also be time. So uh, mm-hmm. do you um, you've got maybe you don't have a surplus of money yet, but you do have a bit of a surplus of time. So how can you grow your business? You know, if you mention adding hats, mm-hmm. right? Well, I've done embroidery. I've only done shirts. I tried hats a little bit. I failed. I broke needles. So I gave up. Well, you have a surplus of time. Embroidery machines absolutely embroider hats. So you get on the phone with Coldessi. You figure out what you're doing wrong. You watch some videos. You practice a bunch. Buy some hats. It's low risk to buy, you know, a couple dozen hats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you spend that time, uh, the resource that you have of time to learn how to do it. And now you have a new product. Yeah. And maybe that was back right before when you just started embroidering and everything was new. And right now, hey, I know how to embroider. So now the hats aren't going to be as big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> excellent. And then the last one is just um, a plan, uh, which I think is is just essential. It doesn't need to be formal. You don't have to Google search how to write a business plan for adding a new product. You just kind of write out, you know, um, I'm going to learn how to do hats first. How am I going to do that? I'm going to contact Coldessi. I'm going to go through my training videos. I'm going to buy hats to practice on. I'm going to get hats 
I'm going to get my logos digitized for hats on purpose, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through that. Then I'm going to go and start talking to my customers about hats. I'm going to provide some free samples. Then I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to, or maybe before that, you would build out a pricing sheet, you know, and you just kind of step by step say what you're going to do, how are you going to do it, and then uh, then you can just start follow that plan. Right. And and it doesn't have to be hard. And if you've gone through right. and done your research and assess, assessed your risks and. And you did um, it one like the first time. Like yeah. You, like it's much like doing a new business. So you've already done it once. You've so, already done it yeah. once before. So yeah. you, it's not that that difficult. Yes, exactly. The That's uh, the less scary part, you know, mm-hmm. and and but so many folks kind of get stuck and they I don't know how to make more money. I'm not sure what else to do. Um, I feel like I've tried everything. And that is if you feel like you're at this plateau and you either are not sure how to grow or what to do next, then I would recommend, you know, for one, um, you're taking some of the notes on this podcast and bring it into real life. Go to customerapparelstartups.com, read the notes that we put down in here and just start writing down some ideas. Just start with just free thinking ideas. You know, what what else could I sell? What other markets could I get into? If I were to, what's the risk? And how can I advertise it? One of your how my favorite how can I podcast it? that you did was mm-hmm. saying like just throw something in. Like if you're doing a t shirt, maybe throw in a koozie. Or so maybe right. maybe you just started embroidering hats and you just I mean hats are only like three or four dollars. I mean you yeah. get pretty good hats. Maybe you throw that in with a shirt. Oh you do this too. So like opening their eyes to I can do other things too. Right. Right. So that's fantastic. Well, um, we went through a lot of information in a short period of time here, but I think it was really it was really great. This is actually going to help you succeed if you do some of these things. So um, if you have questions about how to diversify your business more or what type of equipment you should get or what can what equipment you own may already do, then, you know, you can go to coldesi.com. You can reach out, live chat, or call, talk to one of our pros, mm-hmm. and, and you can just ask. Say, hey, listen, I've got a cutter. I'm trying to figure out how to grow my business. This is what I'm doing. What should I do next? What could I do next? And we have folks that have those conversations every single day yes. here that will help you out. So thanks for joining us in yeah, Custom Apparel Startups. Can't wait for you to come back mm-hmm. and uh, jump on coldessie.com and talk to us about how we can help you diversify your business. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Custom Apparel Startups. Find more info and episodes at customapparelstartups.com. Brought to you by Coldesi. Learn about all the customization equipment Coldesi has to offer at coldesi.com.